Amen. Can you put your hands together as Pastor Kay comes to preach the word this morning as we honor her today? Come on, let's stand. Let's stand and honor her today. 16 years at the helm of Providence, 16 years of leading a vision for young women, reminding women that they are good enough. They don't have to be critiqued by the magazine. They can be critiqued and reminded of what's in God's word. They're valued. You can be seated, and on behalf of the board, we just want to give you this gift today, quickly, and Kristen will take it back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we just wanted to honour you. 16 years, and uh, this, this, this was all put together just this week. I just felt, as I was praying over the conference, the Lord said, I want you to just take a moment just to honour her. And so we have. Bring the word. Oh, uh, uh, let's blow my nose. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you. I was very unexpected. Now I've got to try and see. So through, through false eyelashes and tears, it's not a good combination. <laughs> no. Um, I am excited to uh, share. It's been a long time, but this word in my heart is a true living and exciting word that I want to be able to share with my family this morning. So to introduce a theme, it's called joy. Um, the theme that God gave uh, and placed in my heart for conference, obviously, was joy. Um, but the simple word, but it's a really powerful and truthful word. Now, these past two years for all of us have been very challenging. Um, such as we couldn't have our conference, um, we had to have a break. Um, that, was, that was hard to not be out upon a conference for girls, but the counselling obviously came up and took a lot of that time anyway, so God was still good. We were still able to touch a lot of girls' lives. But coming back to this small, simple but powerful word, joy, it was a good thing to now come back and lean into after those two years. You know, we all need joy. We all need that small but powerful word, joy. What, what, we, what comes out of joy? A lot. Get ready. You know, they say that um, young people in this uh, last two years suffered from mental health, and, and, and that's true. Depression, grief, disappointment. The mental health went through the roof for young people. But, and they say that we're still feeling the effects of, of that. And you know what, that can't be truer because I work in a high school and I see that every day. But you know what, it wasn't just young people that got affected by grief. It wasn't the only people that are and still are feeling the effects of mental health. You know, I myself found myself being affected by it, by COVID season. You know, I, we need to understand that the enemy is not after our dreams, our money, our health, and really not after our family. But what I found out is he wants to come after my joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that couldn't have been truer to me. That was one of my anchors. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, the enemy knows if he can deceive us 
from, from living down in the dumps of depression that we are not going to ha have necessarily be effective. If he can steal that joy, we will not be affected. It will take away our strength. You know, he wants to, he wants to take away our strength physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Last year we planned this exciting holiday and um, I was so excited. <laughs> we were going to go back to Queensland and we were going to go and see um, our mum, Wayne's mum. We planned some exciting trips to do up there. Um, Wayne, bless his heart, got this beautiful hotel for me because I just wanted to be a princess and go five star, not three star. Um, I don't know if it was Faisal, but it was pretty lovely. Um, I was happy. Um, we planned to go out and do some day trips to catch up with, you know, some amazing people. The day finally arrived and Wayne and I both said, see you later, Adelaide. Sucker, we're on our way to Queensland where the sun shines and it just gets better and better and the mangoes are amazing that time of the year. We were pretty pumped. We always take a selfie to say goodbye. But you know what happened? Seven missed calls from my daughter and I thought, oh Lord, what's happened? Is my mum okay? Has Winston died? I was beside myself, is the girls okay? You know, are my boys all right? Mum, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting ready to go to South Bank. I'm on my way to go shopping. She goes, you're not going anywhere. I said, well, <laughs> lockdown came. Yep. We were in Queensland and I found myself staring at a hotel room with four walls. We were in lockdown, three days. Only three days of holidays. <laughs> 72 hours later, this planned holiday and I'm looking at four walls. My holiday was gone. Everyone say gone. Gone. 72 hours, gone. Yep, so I looked at Wayne. You get me home. <laughs> Just get me home. Get me on that aeroplane and get me home. I have never wanted to come back to South Australia so bad in all my life. I didn't want to get stuck in Queensland. You might think, but Queensland's beautiful, Pastor Kay. Yeah, but everything that I have, who I am, is back in Adelaide. Get me on that plane. I won't tell you what it took for Wayne to get me there. It was too long. We did some crazy stuff. But anyway... I finally got home, got on that plane, and I was excited. We had to line up with checkouts, QR codes. I don't know how to use my mobile phone properly. Wayne's trying to be patient and show me we're not allowed to be together. You've got to smile at the policeman. It was quite traumatic. Mass, lady couldn't understand me, I couldn't understand. I said, can my husband just come, please? Oh, sure. So I just sat back. Wayne did everything. My stress levels were not good. You know, we were told, I can remember, my emotions are coming pretty bad, that we had to go into quarantine for two weeks. Two weeks in a house with Wayne. <laughs> I mean, I love him. But all these things are going through my head going, what are we going to do? There's only so much Netflix you can watch. So my girls had to get my mum out of my house, back into her house before I came home because we weren't allowed to see her. It's like I had the plague. 
It, yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, we finally got home. How did I feel? I'm glad you asked me. I felt ripped off. <laughs> I didn't get the holiday. I didn't get to see my best friend who just came out of heart surgery. That was heart-wrenching for me. That was one of the purposes that we went there. Anyway, I couldn't see my kids. And the list went on. I can remember sitting out the back in my egg chair one night, all by myself, and I found myself remembering all the disappointments. And before I knew it, my joy and my thankfulness and my peace was gone. Robbed by my list of disappointments. And it messed, it messed me up. That, that egg chair and I became best friends for, for quite some time. Anyway, that was my last, that was my year of 2020. So when 2021 came along, I thought, whoa, it's got to be better, right? I was so excited and I couldn't wait. Then I thought it was going to be full of joy and expectation. I felt like I was going to give birth to something big, you know, this time next year. I'm going, this time next year, it's in my heart. <gasps> yeah, nah. <laughs> oh, I'm ripped off again. Anyway, I thought it was going to be better. I was expecting joy. But instead, more disappointment, more worry, more shock, more stress, and a heck of a lot of tears. I was facing some issues concerning my health that were bigger than what I had inside me to fight that battle. And so once again, unexpected news took away my joy. And what I found was the opposite to joy is sadness. It's a sense of hopelessness. I want to ask you a question this morning. What has or what are you trying or what is trying to steal your joy? What are you facing? Or what is someone close to you facing that is affecting you this morning, that is affecting your joy? It's challenging, isn't it? But I want you to remember the enemy likes to target your joy. He wants to rob your joy. Remember what the scripture said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Guys, we have to find that joy again. It's not easy. But God. Hmm, but God. My God promises me like he promises you that he would never leave me nor forsake me. In other words, he's right by my side 24-7. He's got my back. He's got my front. He's got my sides. I'm covered. But God, hey, where would I be? In my rocking chair, my egg chair. As I spent time with God and in God's Word, I began to remember and realise what my joy was and what it meant to me personally. I started each day 
at looking at what I was thankful for. I looked at the really small things, and I also had to look at the very big things to get a full picture of what my joy meant to me. Let me, let me show you what I had to do. I could have looked at lockdown, and I could have stayed being upset. But through thankfulness, I realised I wasn't just stuck at home with Wayne. I was stuck at home with my best friend, my husband. And you know what? I have never laughed so much that I had to cross my legs and the tears are running down my eyes. I've never had a big clean out of my wardrobe for 15 years. It was hilarious what we found and the memories that went, I laughed and laughed and Wayne and I were in fits. We got so much done around the house. Wayne, Wayne was sometimes happy about that, sometimes not. You know, I remember that I got to go shopping in those three days and a woman on a mission when she can shop, she can shop. So I got a lot of shopping done. Isolation. Yeah. I got to see my girls through the window. I was thankful. They had to go grocery shopping for their mum and drop it off at the door. We had food. I was so thankful to God for precious friends and family that came. I chose to be thankful. It wasn't easy, but I chose to be thankful. I began to realise that thankfulness was the door that I had to choose again to walk through. I didn't do it because I felt like doing it. I did it because it was a choice. I had to make that decision to walk through the door, to step up and walk through. You see, COVID came and it took a lot away. It took away what I thought brought me joy. But I realised that happiness is circumstantial. Joy is unconditional. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy is unconditional. I found that joy has a friend called thankfulness. And thankfulness, man, has a friend called peace. When you become thankful, I found myself becoming peaceful. Not rocket science, is it? <laughs> but it's, it's so simple, but so powerful and so true. And you know what happened when I became thankful and found myself being peaceful? My anxiety settled down. My fear became less. Why? Because thankfulness led me to the door that I chose to open. Happiness is a feeling. Joy is an attitude. Feel, uh, happiness is a feeling, but joy is an attitude. Joy didn't come out of being let out of lockdown. I had to find my joy in my lockdown. If the keyboard person can come, that would be great. What glasses have you been wearing lately? You see, 
I have these nice dark sunnies. They became a good friend of mine. Have you been wearing glasses that only show you pain, problems, and pressure? Can I encourage you like I had to do to make one simple change? Get rid of them. Put on some bigger glasses. Oh, oh you look so beautiful this morning. Can I encourage you, exchange is a powerful tool. When I chose to put these glasses on, the only difference was the size and the lightness, right? Simple change. The dark coloured ones were smaller, these ones obviously are larger. When I chose to look through these glasses, my world became bigger and became brighter. And can I say became truer, more real? I saw what was facts, what I had to choose. You know, I love, I love the picture that, that we can cry in the morning. Oh, actually it says it at night time but joy comes in the morning. But some of my night times were long and weeks and months, just like yours. But despite how long we cry for, joy is our promise. Joy does come, joy has come. But what I found was my celebration came out of my lockdown. I just have to take these off. Can I encourage you this morning with everything that is within me? Get ready to celebrate the ultimate victories and the breakthroughs because today the Lord who is mighty will rejoice over you and will sing over you. I know that that is so true. I am and are walking in that right now. My victories are there because the battle's already been won. My God sings over me every day a brand new song and I too can choose to step up and walk through and sing the same song and march at the same beat as my God does. I don't have to be in that egg chair. I started to shift my focus and thank God. So simple, so powerful, just like the word joy. In closing, I want to encourage you, stay strong. You've got this. Take a deep breath. And like me, you may have to take many, but that's okay. Take a deep breath. Your future is straight ahead of you. And God's not gonna leave you. He's got you. He's got us in the palm of His hands. 
with a new song of joy and victory that He wants to sing over you. I would really love to pray for you this morning. Would you mind standing with me? And you know what? God can touch you right where you are. And you know what you're facing. I don't need to know that. But I do know that our God is bigger and greater and stronger than what any mountain we are facing. Whatever news we get, our God sings over us a new song and our victory is ours and the battle has already been won. We just have to step up and walk through. May the joy of the Lord be that strength. Father, I pray that this simple but powerful word Lord, would exchange, Father God, into these hearts this morning. Lord, help them, help us all to make that simple, simple but powerful step to walk in and open the door. We choose joy this morning, Lord. We choose joy because we know that You are with us, that You won't leave us, that we can already walk into that battle that You've won, Father God. You've gone before us. Father, I pray that the peace that passes our own natural understanding would flood our souls and would flood our minds. Lord, we celebrate the victories that are coming. We thank You that we can take a deep breath and we know that we know that we know that we know that You are with us and all will be well. Lord, in our souls, all will be well. Bless, bless and bless these people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Can you put your hands together for Pastor Kay this morning? Just as we wrap up this meeting here, we're going to just worship in a moment. But I want you to join with me. There's something powerful when you give thanks. There's something powerful when we give thanks. And just for 60 seconds, I want to invite you to begin to deliberately and directly give thanks over your life your family, your health, your or your children, your grandchildren. I want you to begin to release and let this room be filled with people giving thanks now. Let's begin to give thanks right now where you are. Father, I thank you for my health. Father, I thank you for my family. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Continue to give thanks. Thank you for your children. Thank you for their health. Thank you for your employment. Thank you. Thankfulness opens doorways. Thankfulness. Thank you, Father, for breakthroughs. Thank you for freedom from addictions right now, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for addictions being broken right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for healing to my mind. I thank you for healing to my emotions. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for that marriage being restored. I thank you for that relationship being restored. I thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you in the midst of where I am right now. I choose to give thanks. I choose that the words that leave my mouth will not be complaints, but Father God, they will be complimenting, complimenting your name, complimenting your power, complimenting your authority. I declare and decree today that out of my lips I shall speak words of thankfulness. 
I shall declare and decree that my God is a good God. My God is a faithful God. And together as we align our words and align our speech, we come into alignment with you, God. We make a laneway where you can move. We open a door where you can move. Not by changing the situation, but by changing our words, changing our speech, and declaring an attitude of thankfulness. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. I thank you that my grandchildren are coming back to you, God. I thank you that my children are coming back to you, God. I thank you for healing. I thank you for wholeness. I thank you for deliverance. Lord, we choose to be thankful. And we declare. He said, to get you out, you sing your way. Sing, O barren woman. There's something powerful about when we make the choice and the decision to give thanks. Jesus confronted with over 5,000 people, hungry, in need and they placed two little sardines in his hand and a small little mini roll of garlic bread and looking at that impossible situation the first thing he did before he broke it says he gave thanks surely there's something in your life the Lord says that you can give thanks for don't focus on the things that are around and that want to pull you down, but choose one thing, says the Lord, and begin to give thanks. And watch me do two things. I will multiply it and I will magnify it. 
multiply and magnify as we make the decision to give thanks. And as we walk through thankfulness, we enter the environment of peace that all is well. Understanding that to make the decision to give thanks is a decision of faith. And faith pleases God. So Father, we honor you today. We thank you for this service. We thank you for the words that have been shared and the messages and the testimonies and all of these things. And as we leave here today, may our lips continue to declare, God, you are so good. You are watching over us. You are leading us in your precious name. And everyone said, Amen.